Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to The Educated Fan, the first game preview episode of the 2021 season. And Andrew, my co-host and best friend, is here with us now. Buddy, Colts versus Seahawks, week one, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to be home in time. I'm not going to have to watch it in the car. I'm pumped up. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm absolutely fired up to get ready to finally start watching meaningful football again. Uh, this this Colts team has we've had so many storylines around this Colts team. Not not even only all offseason, but all the preseason. We didn't even get a break during the preseason and training camp. So I'm just excited to to finally stop all the talking. We're going to be watching actual games, and and we're going to get right off to it. It's a tough opponent in the Seattle Seahawks, so it's not going to start off easy. Colts are going to be after have to be really ready for this one if they want to come out want to know uh we don't have any easy games really uh these first few weeks but uh the seahawks are not going to be no uh slouch that's for sure andrew before we get started i do want to let the audience know that we have two huge announcements coming probably monday we're gonna guess monday um i've got you know cross-country moving to do this weekend Lots of work to do, so uh, hopefully I can have those announcements ready to go uh, by Monday. Um, some some big stuff coming for us at the Educated Fan, um, and you, and you. So uh, stay tuned for that on the recap episode where we're still going to be wearing the jerseys. Okay, do you understand? Uh, do not wash the jersey. <laughs> Sunday is coming. Andrew Colts Seahawks. Um. Not a game, you know, I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, in the first few weeks of the season with a new quarterback, um, some coaching changes, uh, and just in general, in the start of the season when a team's starting to put things together, uh, teams like the Seahawks, who have had constant Russell Wilson, um, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, Pete Carroll, for years, you know, don't really uh, lag as much in the beginning of a season as a team with a lot of changes. Would have liked to see this game uh, down the stretch, but we got a tough one. Week one um, with Carson Wentz's first uh, start as a Colt. First time on the field as a Colt. Didn't play any in the preseason. Um, Let's talk about what to expect from Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I, and I think we should, we can start out with just with saying how how great of a recovery it really was to, to that Carson Wentz is even playing week one, let alone starting and and looking like he's gonna be ready to go. So Carson Wentz was a full participant in, in practice today. Um, and he was, he was able to, to do everything fully, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. And to what we talked about, the foot surgery, the COVID stuff where he was put on the list. None of that's going to matter now. It's it's how he's going to perform on the field. And and I do, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this game, but I'm going to come in like I always do with the realistic expectations. I don't, I don't expect Carson Wentz to really light this, light it on fire. I don't expect a 400-yard, four-touchdown performance out of Carson Wentz. I mean, we got to think about it. He's only had what? He's had less than 10 full practices from the starting training camp till till he takes the field on Sunday. That's not a lot to get all acclimated with your new teammates. Yeah, he he was able to to work out with them some throughout the summer, mm-hmm. but live game reps are a completely different story. So I think we need to temper our expectations with Carson Wentz. I, yeah. I think that he he's going to probably start out even the season kind of slow. I don't mean he's going to be terrible, but what we got to 
temper expectations. I do expect him to be to be excited, maybe come out with a little nerves, maybe be a little erratic to start. But I think once he kind of maybe takes that first hit or or takes off on that first run, gets a couple completions under his belt, you'll start to see Carson Wentz calm down a little bit, and you'll start to see his confidence build um, throughout the game. And then when we when we talk about the Seattle defense here in a bit, I'll kind of give you some areas to look where Carson Wentz can attack this defense. So I, I think he's I think he has a shot to to have a solid game. Um, yeah, I agree with all that. I don't expect Carson to set the world on fire, uh, early in the season for sure. You know, probably like 300, 350 and three touchdowns as opposed to 404 touchdowns. Um, got to remember, we got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. He's gonna, he's gonna eat a couple up. Um, I do expect, I think our, I think our offense is still going to be able to put up points. Um, and I think that's going to be a big reason um, that, you know, we might be able to pull it out is because our defense is hopefully not going to give up a ton of points. A uh, couple big problems, um, you know, on the receiver end for the Seahawks for us. But, uh, yeah, Carson, the, I've said this multiple times on the show. He's not Phil Rivers, okay? Um, he's he's not going to be back into this system quite as quickly mentally as Phil Rivers was. Um, but you still have to take into account his legs, his mobility, his athleticism, um, and his ability to do something maybe with his feet if a play does break down that Phil Rivers did not have. So he makes up some ground there. Also, he's not out, he's not been out of the system, Frank Reich's system, uh, quite as long as Phil was either. Um, and that just hit my head, you know, 30 seconds ago. So, um, so that's a fun idea too. You know, I mean, maybe the system hasn't quite changed as much between when Frank was in Philly um, and now as it did when Frank was in San Diego and now. So that could be um, something that's on Carson's side, but something Frank's going to do for sure. You mentioned building up some, uh, some Carson Wentz confidence early. Frank Reich's going to create opportunities for the offense to do that short passes, get things rolling. Um, and I'm excited to see how, how good of a game Frank has this Sunday. Well, yeah, and I think you brought up a good point too. That and it, like Carson wants, he doesn't have to light the world on fire for the Colts to Correct. win on Sunday. And, and that's what the, the Colts don't want him to put the entire team on his back. That's not what this team is built for. We're going to get a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor, who is probably going to be the bell cow back this year. The Colts are really going to give him the majority of the carries and ride Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I've, I've talked to you about it. When I saw him in training camp, it was just, I mean, he's in midseason form already. And and he's just looking to build upon that great finish to 2020 that, that he had. I mean, Naheem Himes is still there. The Colts want to get Naheem Hines the ball more they whether it's in the backfield they've been splitting slot. him out wide they want to get the ball in the slot they want to get the ball to t- to Naheem Hines and then I mean all these young receivers Michael Pittman Jr. is looking to take that next step you always can reply uh, can rely on Zach Pascal and then even even Paris Campbell I mean Paris Campbell this is a big year for Paris Campbell we talked about it Huge year. at nauseum all, all all preseason I need a bell and and I think what we could I, could, I think what we could see is, do you remember last year in that very first game against Jacksonville where Paris Campbell was healthy and, and it seemed like Phillip Rivers and this Col- and Frank Reich were trying to get the ball in Paris Campbell's hands and we could kind of saw what that offense might look like. I could very well see that today or, or not today, but on Sunday. So you, you're going to see a Paris Campbell in those crossing routes and, and making sure that Frank Reich wants to get the ball in Paris Campbell's hands in open space. So Carson Wentz does not have to play 
hero ball. The Colts don't want him to play hero ball. Right. They want him to play within the structure of the offense and, and get it into the playmaker's hands so that they can make plays. Yeah, and part of the problem he's going to have this weekend, Andrew, is uh, T.Y. Hilton, who he's already built up a bit of a rapport with. Uh, seen some cool, good stuff in practice between him and T.Y. T.Y.'s not going to be playing this weekend um, for a couple weeks, probably. Um, what's the, what's the earliest he could come back week two? He was on IR earliest he can come back. It he earliest he can come back is week four against Miami because he since he's on IR he has to miss at least three games. Oh, it's three games. Okay, I just thought it was three weeks from when he mm-hmm. was put on. Either way, a few weeks. Okay, who's going to step up and and not necessarily take over the wide receiver one role, but Ty's got this year maybe another year left. Um, somebody's got to step up and be wide receiver one, you know, at least as early as next year. So um, games where TY's out this year, somebody's got to do it now. Who do you think uh, could potentially take that jump this year? I mean, I'm really excited to see Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, honestly, Michael Pittman Jr., the way he's looked all in training camp, the way he's talked all of training camp, he wants it. I mean, Zach Kiefer of The Athletic asked him early in training camp, like, teams are going to be looking out for you. And mm-hmm. he said that, and Pittman said, that's fine. That's the pressure I want. I want to be the guy. So now the regular season is upon us. He, let's go out and show it. I mean, he's been dominating in training camp. He's been making highlight plays over Rocky sin, even, even getting the best of Kenny Moore and, and, and Xavier Rhodes. So we're going to see a Michael Pittman jr. That's, that's uh, feisty, a, a real dog out there. And, and him and Carson Wentz have started to create a rapport. I do think that that it is interesting, though. Again, I'm going to go back to Paris Campbell. Now, depth charts really don't mean much, but when we look at the depth chart, Paris Campbell took T.Y. Hilton's spot on the depth chart. And Frank Reich made a very interesting point today in his press conference. He said that when Paris Campbell first came to the Colts, I mean, he could really only play in the slot. And even though he's been injured, the kid's been around and he's been studying. He Mm -hmm. knows every single wide receiver spot on this offense now. He can play inside, he can play out. He's not just a gadget guy anymore. And I think when we think of Paris Campbell, we we always think of his speed, but at least I do. I sometimes forget that Paris Campbell is over six foot tall and and around 200 pounds. So he's got got some meat on him. He's not this little skinny wide receiver. So I I think Paris Campbell is going to be the one that will will be impacted the most from this, from T.Y being out and again it's now or never if this is the perfect opportunity for Paris Campbell to show that he really belongs on this team and can be a vital part of this offense not only this year but but in the years to come be a a a wide receiver for this Colts team for years to come and now it's time for him to show it yeah I agree uh I'm really looking forward to Michael Pittman Jr. season uh he obviously missed some time last year that kind of delayed his progression I think Paris Campbell I think is stylistically probably more uh T.Y. Hilton style um and could fill you know a role that T.Y. plays now you know so I think Paris has a chance at at showing showing off this weekend hopefully maybe the next couple next couple weekends excuse me um but yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. I, I he's big, he's strong, um, and I want him to play like a big, mean Julio Jones type guy. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not asking for Julio Jones, but I want that style of play, the big, strong receiver, which we've wanted for a long time. 
Well, and I think the wide receivers can have some success this weekend. This isn't the Legion of Boom that it used to be. The The Seattle Seahawks aren't the greatest yep. in the secondary right now. I mean, really the only big name is Jamal Adams, and he's he's going to be in a, a, either a deep safety or in the box. He's not somebody that you're going to put on man-to-man on a Michael Pittman or a Paris Campbell. He's going to be somebody that maybe lines up on, on a, a Mo Ali Cox or or a Jack Doyle, Kylan Granson, someone like that. So the, the, the wide receivers have a chance to really shine this weekend and, and if they can get open they better be ready to make some plays so many of their games last year were i mean extremely impressive season um and and there's still people expecting them to be uh top dog in the in the nfc west this year even with the rams and the niners and the cardinals that people are still expecting it they scored a lot of points last year but they also gave up a lot of points so um we'll see now andrew left tackle situation has been grim um, got some good news on the left tackle front this week. Eric Fisher almost most certainly will be back early. That does not include this week. Maybe as early as next week or week three. But Julian Davenport showed um a little promise, not in any regards of being a good starting left tackle, but uh, being able to hang on and, and, and do something serviceable uh, while our starting left tackle is recovering. Um, what are we expecting out of him this weekend? Who do you know who he's going like? Who who do we have to worry about on that Seahawks line uh, going up against Davenport? Do we know? The, really, the only name that stands out to me is, is Carlos Dunlap, but he plays more inside. So I think he'll be mm-hmm. going up more against Big Q, Ryan Kelly. But if they are going to put their best pass rusher on somebody, it'll be Julian Davenport. Now, before we get into Davenport, I do want to say something. Eric Fisher, Eric Fisher was limited at practice mm-hmm. today. And Frank Reich said, hey, we're going to push it and see if if we can push it. <laughs> He did not rule Eric Fisher out week one. Now I'm I am I'm still saying it's very unlikely, but we could very well see on on Saturday where Eric Fisher is not inactive, and if he's not inactive, that means he's starting at left tackle. Yeah. So just just keep that in the back of your mind as we as we go through the week. I but, did but not Julian know Davenport, that. Davenport, I think he can be a. I think he can be a serviceable option uh, because we're going to have Quentin Nelson back. Quentin's going to be there to help him. And and I think, again, this is where Frank Reich comes into play. Frank Reich is going to help Julian Davenport by putting either Jack Doyle or Mo Ali Cox over on that left side for uh, on chips. There's going to, he's going to have the option to put Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines, who really Naheem Hines for as small as he is, the little, the guy can pack a punch so that he can be, be a, he can, I mean, he's five foot nine and, and what, 160, 70 pounds. Anyways, the dude, the dude can pack a punch. So there's ways to help Julian Davenport out. So he's not just yeah. stuck on an Island against a guy like Carlos Dunlap and, and someone that will wreak havoc and, and hit Carson Wentz five to six times uh, during the day. So, uh, again, serviceable. I'm not really excited to see him in the run game because he's not very good in the run game. But in the past game, he can certainly hold his own. All right. Um, And now let's talk about uh, the other quarterback's situation against our pass rush. Andrew, um, we got some young guys. And then we got some absolute animals in the middle, too, who uh, don't shy away from trying to get after the quarterback. Um, But with a guy like Russell Wilson, who um, gets sacked at a record pace, um, apparently somehow, even though I feel like every time I watch a Seahawks game, he avoids everything that could ever happen to him. But he's getting older. He's getting slower. Um, Are we going to be able to contain 
Russell Wilson and keep him keep him in the pocket. And that's the big question because we we both have watched Russell Wilson for years now. When does Russell Wilson make those incredible plays when he can scramble around, get outside the pocket, and then just launch a deep ball to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf 50 yards down the field? That's what happens. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be on these young defensive ends for the Colts to make sure they contain Russell Wilson in the pocket. And I'm talking about Quiddy Pay. I'm talking about Alquadeen Muhammad, who right now is listed as a starting left defensive end over Taekwon Lewis. But I'm also talking about Lewis. Kamoko Ture, Ben Banigou, those guys that are going to see snaps, they need to make sure that they always have an eye on Russell Wilson. We know the guys on the interior are going to perform. All pro uh, DeForest Buckner. Yep borderline pro bowler in Grover Stewart. Those guys are going to perform. They're going to handle the inside of the line. And I'm excited to see what kind of pressure they do get, especially if DeForest Buckner has taken up a bunch of attention. That's going to allow Quiddy Pay to get some one-on-ones with, with Dwayne Brown, who which isn't an easy task. Dwayne Brown is one of the better left tackles in this league. But but I'm excited to see what Quiddy Pay can do with multiple snaps, multiple use his speed-to-power combination, and see if he can get to Russell Wilson. But, that, but you're absolutely right the the key is going to be for this Colts defensive line to keep Russell Wilson in the pocket because we know Russell Wilson loves to hang on to the ball forever that's why he's the most sacked quarterback in NFL or the rate at which he's sacked is the most he holds on to the ball a long time he really does I mean his offensive line hasn't been great but he does hold on to the ball quite a quite a bit so if the Colts can do that the Colts can get some coverage sacks even or if if we can get some some quick sacks where he doesn't have room to step up and escape the pocket that's that's going to be the key to containing Russell Wilson on Sunday he's not the only one we got to contain buddy DK Metcalf is an absolute monster uh, and he's only getting better. I, I am terrified to see how good DK Metcalf is this year. I'm pissed I didn't draft him, get to draft him on any fantasy league out of all three, zero DK Metcalfs. Don't love that. Um, and Tyler Lockett's a guy that just will eat you eat you alive, and, and nobody talks about it anyway. Um, so those are definitely two big concerns. How 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 can our DBs handle these two? Because I'm I'm just thinking through our DBs, and nobody's guarding Metcalf on their own. Nobody's covering him on their own. Then Tyler Lockett becomes an absolute problem. What's uh, the key to success for the Colts uh, secondary this Sunday? I, th- I think they could use some bracket coverage. I think, obviously, with, with the zone defense that they primarily run, if Xavier Rhodes was having a, he had an undisclosed issue that he was, he's listed as day-to-day, um, but but the hope is that he should be able to play. If not, then the Colts are in trouble, I think. But you got Xavier Rhodes. You have Kenny Moore. The big question is going to be, as it always is, how is Rocky Sin going to perform? Because Rocky Sin is going to be the guy that, that Russell Wilson's probably going to test. They're going to line up DK Metcalf a big fast wide receiver out against Rocky sin and, and go deep. 
And that's when Rocky Sin tends to get in trouble is those long, deep balls where he thinks he gets beat. Then he starts using his hand hands more and gets a little bit grabby. That's that's what we need to watch. And, and I think another year with these young safeties as well. I mean, we always talk about the cornerback groups. We we don't really talk too much about the safeties. Right. We, we have confidence in Kari Willis. But I think Julian Blackman, it, it, towards the end of the year, I mean, he had a great rookie season. But towards the end of the year, you started to see him make some more mistakes. I'm excited to see how he responds to that and how he rebounds this year being able to play more of a deep safety role, being able to dissect and, and not give up as many big plays because there were times where Julian Blackman was responsible for deep coverage and, and he wasn't able to get there in time. Now he's got a full off season, more time for that knee to get fully, to get up to full strength and, and be ready for the grind of a full season. And I think those are going to be big because if we can limit the big plays and make Russell Wilson dink and dunk, that's not going to frustrate Russell Wilson as much as it will DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is one of those guys that, that if he doesn't get his shots over the top, he does become a little bit frustrated. So that's going to be, that's going to be something big that I think that this Colts defense and it plays right into their wheelhouse, kind of wanting to, to go for the short passes and make the offense dink and dunk down the field. That's exactly what they're going to have to do on Sunday. Yeah, sorry, having uh, Bailey issues over here, barking. Uh, <laughs> anywho, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's one of those situations, though, where you know you, you focus on DK, uh, and there's a tail. Uh, you focus on DK and Tyler Lockett's going to eat you alive. And then you're like, well, shit, we, we got to help out over here. And now all of a sudden DK Metcalf just went over the top. Um, he's the one of the fastest men alive. I think it's unbelievable. He's an absolute animal. Um, love watching the guy play football. Do not love that. We have to play football against him uh, this weekend. All right, Andrew X factors. Uh what, what basically what are the, what are the keys to uh, this game for the Colts, or keys to the game in general? What do you I mean? What's going to be make the biggest influence? What's going to have the biggest impact? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on one I'm gonna pick on one guy, and I think this is the guy that's going to determine whether the Colts can succeed or not. And I, I have faith in our defense. I really do. I think our defense is going to be able to handle it. And it might not be a guy that you you really expect, but I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. And oh, here's shoot. why. Because I thought you were, no, I thought be, you were gonna go Frank Reich. I thought you were gonna be real weird and go that, Frank Reich. Frank Reich's a good one too, but here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor, if if the Seattle Seahawks really focus in on Jonathan Taylor and he can't get going and we can't get our running game going, and it does make put everything on Carson Wentz's plate. I think it's just it's just not going to be very good for this Colts offense. It's not that I, I don't trust Carson Wentz's pure ability. It's just, again, I go back to he's had less than 10 practices with this team. He's still learning his wide receivers. If the, if the Seahawks stymie and really put a stop to Jonathan Taylor on Sunday and force Carson Wentz to beat them, mm-hmm. I think the Colts could be in for a little bit of a rough Sunday. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a really, really good uh, point, Andrew. Because, so I think it, it goes, Frank can use Jonathan Taylor to help Carson Wentz, and then Frank can use Frank mm. to help Carson Wentz. Um, but he's going to need the mm. run game to get moving first. Um, so, I don't know, maybe it's our maybe it's our offensive line. Are they as good as we think they are? Um, or is our, 
or are they not? I think the defense, since you took offensive, you know, um, I think our defensive line has the opportunity to make the biggest difference in the game. Uh, Chris Carson's a good running back. We haven't talked about him at all. He's a good running back, but he's not He's not game-changing in my opinion. You see, you know, people pick him a lot in fantasy because he gets a lot of touches. I mean, when that when it comes down to it, he gets a lot of touches. Guys like that get yards. They get touchdowns at the line of scrimmage or at the, at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they get more opportunities. So people misconstrue him, in my opinion, to be some great running back. He's good. Um, so I think the Colts have to be able to stop him. And then, you know, exact opposite of what our offense needs to do. We need to shut down their run. And then that's going to lead to being able to force Russell Wilson to have to try to play hero ball and uh as good as he is when it when it's all on him it, he, he doesn't do great but um you know that offense seems to be you know red hot out of the gates every year until you know three quarters of the way through the season they start playing teams they've played already played once um and that the, their offense starts to slow down so we'll see um predictions Andrew you go ahead and make your prediction if you're watching right now you're on YouTube Put your prediction in the chat. Who's winning? What's the score? Andrew, who's going to win? And uh, what's the score? Man, this is tough. I honestly think it's going to be a very close game. I, I really agree. do. Um, and it's because I think while while the, the while Carson Wentz isn't going to light the world on fire, I really believe in this Colts defense. I believe yeah. in DeForest Buckner and, and a guy we haven't even talked about yet. And Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard is going to be probably spying Russell Wilson a good bit. I hope so. I believe in Kenny Moore. I be, I really believe that this offense or this defense has t- top five potential. And that's just, it's going to be the, how does Carson Wentz perform right out of the gate? It's tough because it's almost like my head is saying the Seahawks. My heart is saying the Colts. I think, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the Colts. I think we'll finally break the streak. We're going to go one and oh, and I think a big, a big part of that Lucas oil stadium is sold out. There's going to be 63,000 plus fans there ready to go. I think they're going to be very loud on on defense and and i think it, it very well could come down to a guy that's been consistent all off season maybe hot rod hits a game winner but i'll take the colts in a very close one i'm gonna say let's go with colts 24 seahawks 21 do you know who i'm gonna pick andrew colts by a million colts by a million baby like let's that? go you like that Colts by a million. Um, <laughs> and by a million, I mean like 27-20, something like that. Um, uh, Von here says Colts by five. I'll take Colts by five. I'll take Colts by one. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'll take Colts in overtime by a uh, hot rod kick and a <laughs> blindfolded game winner. I don't care. Um, I, we really need this win week one. We haven't really talked about this, but I mean, the, the, this streak's got to end. I, I mean, it's, it's got to stop sometime. And this is not the year that you would think, oh, this is a good, this is a good week one matchup to finally end that streak. You know what? We thought that last year, though. And, uh, that kind of, we kind of shit the bet on that. So maybe we need tougher competition. We need, you know, our guys perked up and ready to go. Something we haven't mentioned, Andrew, the start of this con, this, uh, schedule, too. Um, Although we've got some really tough games, we do have two NFC opponents uh, in the first two weeks. So if we're going to lose a couple games early, 
those are the two to lose. It'd be a lot worse if we lost to, let's say, Miami and Baltimore weeks one and two. Um, so at the very least, we have a little inty bit of hope um, and, 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 you know, bright side if we do blow these first two games. Doesn't hurt as much as if they were AFC teams. I'm hoping that our record when T.Y. Hilton is out goes the other way because yeah. Colts when T.Y. Hilton is out, 1 in 10. 1 in 10. So I'm, I'm hoping that that changes on Sunday. Jim Mercer has made it known that, that week one, the Colts need to win week one. They haven't done it since 2014. I think the Colts are going to have a little extra edge and, and, and be ready to go on Sunday. Hey, there's certain games that could have playoff implications um, as early as week one, you know, so. We'll see. Um, injuries. T.Y. Hilton, neck, head surgery, placed on IR. We talked about that. Quarterback, Sam Ellinger, knee is on IR. I think he, yeah, same deal. Could come back as early as week four. Really bummed out about that one because I really wanted to see if uh, how Frank used him because I do not think he's going to be, you know, inactive, sitting on the sideline the whole game. Um, and then wide receiver, Desmond Patman, uh, saved by IR, uh, foot. Yeah, and and I think the Desmond Patman he should be back in in maybe four four weeks or so again. T. Y. Hilton is going to be the one that that's big, and and really from what Chris Ballard said about T. Y. Hilton's injury right after the surgery he felt instant relief so that's that's yeah. a very good sign wasn't a too invasive of a surgery so and T. Y. is a very quick healer he'll be back sooner rather than later and and we'll be ready to. We'll be ready to welcome him with open arms. Absolutely not. Do we think T.Y. is done? No, ma'am. We sure do not. T.Y. No. Hilton uh, is not no. done. T.Y. Hilton is going to be back. Andrew just met, said it. He's a, he's a fast healer, and we're not just saying, you know, that's not just some, like, bullshit saying. Like, he, he's been back from injuries early that's, that he shouldn't have been. That's from watching T.Y. Hilton. That's from watching T.Y. Hilton for 10 years and seeing what he did in 2018, playing and dominating on a high and low ankle sprain and, and absolutely balling out. So yeah. T.Y. Hilton, when he comes back, especially with a with a quarterback like Carson Wentz and his skill set, I think T.Y. Hilton can have a pretty big year. All right. Um, some Colts news. Uh, captains were announced today uh, per the Colts Instagram and um, Twitter. That's the one. Uh Captains were announced. Quarterback Carson Wentz gets the old gold patch. Uh, he's captain. Uh, voted by his team, by the way, for, uh, you know, you know who, who says Carson Wentz is a bad teammate. Um, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. First-year man, guard, Quentin Nelson. Uh, people, some people might be shocked to hear first year. I'm shocked to hear it at all because he does not speak. Uh, <laughs> I really expected more of Ryan Kelly in that role, but that's fine. He deserves it. Um, defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. Linebacker, Darius Leonard. Uh, linebacker, Zaire Franklin. Um, I think maybe that is number two out of the surprises on the list. Um, especially with Bobby Okariki and Kenny Moore on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams. Well, Z Yep, there you go. Zaire Franklin was the special People teams forget. captain last year. He retain he retains that captainship this year, second year in a row for Zaire Franklin. People forget special teams. Oh boy, Andrew, that time of year again. It's time for me to wipe the floor with you and picks. Um, basically, for those of you who are new, Andrew and I do a pick 'em. 
This is not, you know, complicated by any means. We do a pick em. We use this year Yahoo to track our, our picks. Um, last year I finished, what was it, top 1% uh, on ESPN, Andrew? Is that accurate? You, top 1%? You did very well. I was you in the top well. one. Wasn't I in the top 20 at one point or something insane? It was out. It was egregious. You were in the top 20, and then, then you went on a bad, then you had a couple bad weeks in a row and squandered your chances at uh, the big prize one for week, ESPN. One week, I missed one game. One damn game. Raiders, I don't even remember <laughs> who they beat or lose to. I don't even remember. It was, I know the Raiders were involved, and they shouldn't have won the football game. Well, listen, hopefully when I pick the Falcons this year, they actually do what I want them to do because the Falcons, I went against the Falcons every game. I beat year. Andrew bad really last year, and it wasn't even close. All right, let's start, Andrew. You beat me by like 15 picks. Thursday night. Thursday night, if you're watching this, you know, Right now, tomorrow night, if you're watching, listening tomorrow, it's today. You get it. Uh, Tampa Bay <laughs> hosting Dallas, Super Bowl champs, raising the banners, pirate ships going, all that fun jazz. Andrew, who do you got? I've got the Buccaneers, unfortunately. Tom Brady, I think, is perfect against the Cowboys in his career. Oh, wow. Um, Dak is Dak is coming back, but there's probably going to be some rust. Zach Martin's going to miss the game for due to COVID. Um, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Um, there's apparently a chance, Zach, I, unless something happened today, but last I heard, Zach Martin could still play, uh, which would mean that he's vaccinated. There is a chance. He needs, he needs to test negative twice. But anyway, um, yeah, Tampa Bay. Jerry Jones was talking about it in Hard Knocks. He wants to beat Tom Brady so bad. I, he, I, you can tell he wants to beat Tom. He wants to be Tom Brady. So bad. I mean, he wants his team uh, to be like that. So he he really loves them Cowboys. I'll tell you what. Um, Atlanta versus Philly. I pick I your arch uh, nemesis. I picked Atlanta in 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 Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta as well. Uh, the Eagles just don't look just don't look good. They really don't. And I don't trust Jalen Hurts at all. Uh, I unfortunately for Nick Sirianni, I think it's going to be a rough year. Um, yeah. and, and Matt Ryan, I think, is going to want to show that he's still got it. So I've got the Falcons at home. I'm miserable for Nick Sirianni. I hope that uh, when he gets fired in two years, um, he comes back to help Frank Reich some more uh, because there's just no way he's going to make it in Philly. I, I love the guy, but there's just no chance. Uh, Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh. Andrew, your pick. I think this one's going to be closer than people think. I think the Steelers are going to give the Bills a run for their money just because they're they're the Steelers, but I am taking the Bills. Josh Allen, that fat contract, I think he's going to go out and have a really good game. Yeah, um, I think – some people are still talking like Pittsburgh is going to be relevant. Some people have Pittsburgh missing the playoffs by a lot. Um, I happen to think they're going to be somewhere in the middle, but they're not going to be good. They're not going to make the playoffs, um, in my opinion. I think the Bills, though, early, I think you're right. I think uh, the Bills kind of are on the media side, thinking Pittsburgh's not going to be very good, and they're going to get the snot kicked out of them in the first quarter or two and then they're going to wake up josh allen's going to win that football game for him um minnesota's going to go to cincinnati and beat the bengals what do you think yeah i, th I think so too again i don't think this game is going to be uh uh like a, i don't think the vikings are going to run away with it by any means i think joe burrow in his first game back uh it's going to be interesting to see how he gels with with jamar chase and and t higgins but i think the vikings will squeeze out a, a narrow victory 
Okay, Vikings. Yep. San Francisco at Detroit. Um, Detroit's going to be bad. I, I'm really unsure about San Francisco uh, just because of the quarterback nonsense going on, but I assume they're going to be at least above average and a potential playoff team. Uh, Detroit still has a couple years or at least one more year before Dan Campbell can make much of a difference. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers as well. Uh, that that Lions team does not have very many weapons, and that 49ers defense is very good. Uh, the, Jared Goff is going to have a rough day, so I'm going to take the 49ers by a good margin. You ready for my fun one? And this might be a little bit of this right here and a little less of this right here. Um, at Tennessee, Arizona is heading uh, over to face the Titans. Kyler Murray's year, man. Kyler Murray's year. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to beat Tennessee, and I think everybody's going to see just how uh, big of an issue it is that Tennessee lost their offensive coordinator. I'm I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of everybody saying the Tennessee Titans are going to win the division. Sick of it. I do think that the loss of Arthur Smith is going to have a bigger impact on the Titans than, than many people think, especially because he was the one that really helped resurrect Ryan Tannehill's career. I still think the Titans win. So this is the first one we differ on. I, I will say the Titans win on Yahoo. It says that 82% of the public are on Tennessee. Again, I think this will be another close game. I think that the Titans will, I think the Titans will just squeak it out because Derrick Henry will make a play at the end, um, but it'll be a close one. Good. That puts me in the top 18% on that pick. Um, Seattle at Indy. Uh, this is another lopsided one on Yahoo. Uh, 87% of the picks, I think, are on Seattle. We obviously both picked uh, Indianapolis. People, listen, we're not expecting Carson Wentz to light the world on fire, but we're also not expecting him to stink. Apparently, everybody else in America is expecting Carson Wentz to stink, and he's not gonna. He's just not gonna listen real quick i'm gonna interject here as i'm talking um okay <laughs> this past week frank reich and chris ballard okay ultimate team leaders right stood by their guys who they want to get vaccinated they want these guys to get vaccinated right yet they still stand by the guys that won't do it all right, that's just one example of the way that they have built trust in this team uh, and the, built the team's trust in them. Okay, Carson Wentz watched Frank Wright go up there and say this stuff and was like, this dude for real has my back. Okay, and he already knew it just by us going out there and getting him. I'm telling you, Frank Wright is going to turn Carson Wentz around, period, the end. Just get ready, America, because he's coming. <laughs> Well, real quick on that front too, you said how they're they're encouraging the players to get vaccinated, but they're not forcing it, and they're they're respecting the players' decisions. A couple of the Colts, uh, some of the Colts players did go out over this weekend, and they did go get and get vaccinated. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Colts' approach on all these things. While they're still going slow, the Colts are above eighty percent vaccinated as hey. a team now, which is which is good. It's trending in the right direction. Love it. Um. Okay. Moving along here. Uh, who's next? Washington. And the Chargers, this one I struggled with real hard. As a matter of fact, I probably picked the Chargers and Bad Beats with Brandon, um, and I picked Washington here in the picks. That That's going to happen a lot. Uh, deal with it. Um, Washington, the defense is going to be real good, I think. I think uh, Fitzmagic is an upgrade at quarterback compared to last year. We'll see. <laughs> 
Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think Fitzmagic is going to have some magic this weekend. And and one thing, too, it's a 1 o'clock Eastern game, and the Chargers are traveling across the country. That always bodes pretty bad for the visiting West Coast team. So I'm yeah. going to take the Washington football team. Well, I'll tell you right now, their journey from the West Coast to the East Coast is not nearly as brutal as mine's going to be. Um, Carolina <laughs> hosting the Jets. Um, you know, we like those boys over at uh, the four-man. What was it? Four, four-man four man rush. Thank you. Four-man rush. Uh, but you know what? Out. They're cool guys. Zach Wilson, new head coach, better defense, more offensive weapons. Let's give the rookie a win. Jets. See, I'm going Panthers. I, I think they do it at home. Uh, Sam Darnold going to light Darnold, the Jets Robbie up. Anderson. <laughs> Sam Darnold's going to light the Jets up because the would Jets like don't have a pass rush. They really don't. And the thing is, the weak link of the Panthers is their offensive line. So yeah. this Jets this Jets defense doesn't really have a pass rush. It's going to allow Darnold to make plays. I think him and Robbie Anderson are going to start off pretty hot as well. So I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Panthers at home. Jacksonville's going to Houston and they're going to win. Trevor Lawrence winning his first game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Watson is not playing. We're going to have Tyrod Taylor versus Trevor Lawrence and Trevor and Urban Meyer. Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer get their first win. Yep. Uh, Kansas City at Cleveland. I'm sorry, Cleveland at Kansas City. Um, yeah, this one was tough too, especially with Kansas City early in the season. You know, I feel like they feel like, eh, if, you know, like these early games aren't even important to them because they're going to figure it out when they need to. Um, but I am not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes until I have to. I really love what this Browns defense is is looking like, and I've said, I've said that multiple times this offseason. Their their offense is their offense is good, but I really love what they did with this defense over the uh, over the offseason. I mean, you had Andrew uh, Andrew Anthony Walker is there, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa. Uh, They've got, obviously, Miles Garrett, who's an absolute monster. Uh, Denzel Ward's there. They've got a really good team, but I am still going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was talking about it this week, how they've still got a bad taste in their mouth from the loss in the Super Bowl. And and they said a loss in September can really have playoff implications, so they're going to be ready to go. I think they win at home. Yeah, the that at-home part really uh, is probably what tilted me. Uh, New England hosting Miami. I think Miami gives New England a big fat L. I'm actually going to go with the Patriots. I I think Mac Jones is going to outduel to a tongue of Iloa. I really do. And I'm sorry, Tyler. I, I'm really sorry about this one. I know he's going to be upset. Sorry I think for your Matt loss. Jones is going to be, have a really good game. Sorry for your loss. You're going to, you're going to get, you're going to take that L this week. I do think the dolphins are going to be good. And I think when the Colts play on week four, it's going to be a really fun matchup, but I'm going to take the Patriots. Tyler, one. Tyler wants all of our good players to be back and healthy for that game. Cause he says he doesn't want any excuses out of us. Uh, I might've made a bet saying he could be on the show. Uh, if they won or talked about maybe making that bet, something like that. Um, or we had to do a whole <laughs> Miami Dolphins episode. I don't remember. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, but I think that Miami D is just going to be too good for the Patriots. God honest. I, that defense is going to be good. And they're playing. Think about it like Bill Belichick playing a rookie quarterback. Not great odds for the rookie quarterback. Um, that's how I think Brian Flores is going to affect Mac Jones. Um, Green Bay. 
at New Orleans or at Jacksonville, we should say. Um, the game being played in Jacksonville due to uh, the hurricane. Hope everybody there is doing okay. Can I just tell you, some girl in my work training class, the Monday <laughs> after that hurricane did all this damage, she said, she lives in Florida. She goes, I'm really sad because I didn't get any rain this weekend, and I flipped. I said, straight up, do you know that there's hospitals missing roofs and flooding? That they're out of power and nurses are handbagging patients who were on ventilators because the ventilators are dead? She stopped talking quickly. I was not happy. <laughs> um, I was very upset. Anyway, uh, a lot of commotion. I think Green Bay goes and gets a win. Aaron Rodgers just does what Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out firing. Sorry, Jameis Winston in his, in his first start as the full-time starting quarterback for the Saints. Um, I just think it's going to be too much. Reigning MVP. Are win. Reigning MVP gets a win. Um, Denver at the Giants. I guess Denver. I don't know. Yeah, the Giants haven't looked good. They really haven't looked good. And while it's it's Teddy Bridgewater against Daniel Jones, that one's not going to be a very fun to watch. Teddy two gloves. Um, the the Broncos are just Broncos are just more talented, uh, a more talented team hey. than than the New York Giants. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over very much either. So uh, that was Denver's big issue last year. So we'll see. Uh, Rams hosting Chicago. I don't know about you, bud. But I do not think Chicago is going to be very good. And uh, I think the Rams are going to be very good. As a matter of fact, they're my uh, NFC representative pick for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, Rams. Yeah, I, I'm going Rams as well. I think that it's going to be a very high-powered uh, offense. I think Aaron Donald is going to have a really good game. And, and Andy Dalton's not going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Baltimore's going to Las Vegas. I is Vegas going to have fans? I think they are going to have fans. I think I'm they changing are. my so, pick. As far as I know, I'm changing my changing pick. Your pick? I'm changing my pick. Vegas is going to beat Baltimore week one. Lock it up. Wow. Better lock it wow. up. Wow. Lock, be... lock it up. I'm going with the Ravens. I, I think that, that Lamar Jackson is going to come out and have a have a field day, honestly, because that Raiders defense really didn't get much better. We remember how bad it was last year. Didn't really get much better this year. So, And I think with a, with a talent like Lamar Jackson, he's going to have a lot of fun. I don't know if you heard, but Lamar Jackson's the starting running back for the Ravens. I mean, <laughs> he's got no help right now. He doesn't have any great receivers. I don't think Hollywood Brown's all that great. I just think he's the one guy Lamar Jackson throws the football to, aside from Mark Andrews. Uh, I think if that new stadium is rocking, buddy, I, Vegas at home. Come on. I, I, mean, I, I, I got to go to Vegas. Is that a night game? Is that Monday night? Oh, buddy. That's um, Monday night. No double Monday night games this year either. I love it. Life's good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the, the Raiders. So what do we end up with? There are four? I think we have, let's Three or see. Four. Uh, Ravens, Patriots, Panthers. Uh, yeah, four. All right. We had four four games. That's a good That's a good start. Good, yeah. good difference in picks there. Yeah. Um, all right. And 
let's move it along to some news around the league, and we'll make it quick, Andrew. Time's a-wasting. Cam Newton got cut since we last talked to you guys. Not not benched. Cut. He's gone. <laughs> Did he release his video today? He was going to release a video today about how he's not retiring and how he, how he saw his football left him. Did we get the video yet? The video is coming out on Friday, he no. said. Fine, Friday. We'll post it. Well, I'll record it and I'll post. No, I won't. I'm driving all day. I, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try to figure it out for you. Um, yeah, Cam Newton is is cut. Mac Jones is going to be starting. Um, I don't think a team's going to sign him until he gets vaccinated. There's no rule against that. There isn't, and there's just, I mean, right now, at least right now, there's not a big need for quarterbacks around the league. If if one quarterback goes down, like a starting quarterback goes down with a season-ending injury, I think then we could see Cam be picked up possibly. But, but yeah, I think just the way the rules are where an unvaccinated player can't even be in the building for, for five days yeah. to start out, it makes it very difficult for, for free agents to, to go to these new teams if they're not vaccinated. Let's face it. It's part of the reason he was cut. Whatever Bill Belichick says, I don't give a shit. It's part of the reason he was cut. Um, also, along with the fact that he you know had a big infraction, uh, um, out COVID rules, but he's not going to be a backup anywhere. He's not going to do it. It's not who he is. Um, and I, I'm telling, I don't think the team's going to sign him unless they're absolutely desperate, like you mentioned. Um, you know, starting quarterback going down, they just have a trash backup. But I, he's going to, if he wants to go somewhere and start, I, I think he has to get vaccinated. We'll see. Um, 49ers QB Jimmy Garoppolo wins the starting job over Trey Lance uh, for now. For now. For now. I think I I would guess to say that Trey Lance very well could be starting by the time I go watch the Colts in San Francisco uh, yeah. week, week seven. That'd be fun for you. You love Trey Lance, too. Um, but you did mention, you know, the, his, the lack of the lack of uh, live reps and the lack of playing time because of COVID and whatnot. Um, and it kind of showed in the preseason. He does have a little developing to go, so mm. good for you uh, being right on. I mean, right on money, really, uh, with that. Injuries: Patriots cornerback Stephon Gilmore quad put on the pup list. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari, the man who just got paid knee injury, he's on the pup list. And Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas foot pup list. What's it? Six weeks for those guys, at least. <sighs> At least six weeks, um, and then that's that's how long they have to be out and can't practice. And then after the six week mark, um, then they could start practicing with the team, and they have to, to be, the I think, put on. The, yeah, it's up to the team. I think within three within three weeks, yeah. uh, they have to be able to play. Otherwise, um, they go to IR for the rest of the year. Uh, Packers versus Saints move to Jacksonville due to Hurricane Ida, as I just said. Uh, Vikings sign right tackle Brian O'Neill to a five-year, $92.5 million extension. Uh, can we get a Brian O'Neill? Can we get one of them? Move him over to the left, you know? Take one. Well, we have a Brian, we have a Brian O'Neill, and his name is Braden Smith. So I said move him over Brian to the left O'Neal. tackle. I didn't say shit about getting rid of Braden Smith. Hey. We got Eric Fisher coming back. Yeah, but I think, I'm guessing I don't know tackle. anything about Brian O'Neill, but apparently he's good, and also <laughs> he's probably younger than Eric Fisher. Um, Moodle. Brian O'Neill. Brian O'Neill is now the second highest paid right tackle in the league. He just passed Braden Smith for that mark with this That's extension. 
Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Ravens and tight end Mark Andrews agree on a four-year, $56 million extension. Well-deserved. A couple years ago, he had the most t- receiving touchdowns in the league. I think two years ago. Maybe it was just that tight end. It's a really solid. Either way. Yeah, really solid tight end. I think yeah. that banks in like third overall, like third in the league uh, pay-wise for tight ends behind Travis Kelsey and, and George Kittle. So very solid tight end and probably uh, Lamar Jackson's number one weapon. Uh, Ravens sign running back Le'Veon Bell to, oh, I didn't know the practice squad part, to the practice squad apparently. Um, listen, I mm-hmm. cannot believe they did this. After the stuff Lev Bell said about Andy Reid, okay, when he got when he got let go, Andy Reid, who by the way John Harbaugh worked with, shocked, cannot believe that he let this happen. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see if he really even does anything uh, there. I still think I'm not sure if Gus Edwards is currently injured or not, but I think he's the number one back there in. Uh, in Baltimore for now, I'm not sure if Le'Veon Bell will really see the see the field too much. I think it's more just insurance in case another one of Baltimore's running backs goes down. I'll tell you what. I hope he plays against the Steelers, though, and I hope he has the game of his life. Just one week for shits and gigs. I'd laugh a lot. Um, Saints release running back Latavius Murray and the Texans. <laughs> Texans in the news again. Trade cornerback Bradley Roby to the Saints. Isn't he good? I mean, he's he's decent. I mean, he's probably their best cornerback that they have. They're, I mean, they're having a they're having a garage sale basically. Everything is fifty percent off of the Texans. They're just trading away all their pieces. I mean, it, it's who knows what's going on with that organization. It's it's literally a dumpster fire. All right, Andrew, we're gonna do this real fast. We're gonna do this real fast. Um, we're gonna do some before the season, you know, picks for MVP, all that fun jazz. Let's start with um, Super Bowl. Who's playing? Who's winning? Oof. Um, Super Bowl. I'm going to go. I think I'm still, I'm going to go Bills. Bills Rams with the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Same. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know what? I'll just say, I'll just say the Rams win. Uh Oh, shit. I, there we go. I want I want Matt Stafford to do well in the playoffs so bad. The Bills will get one later. Matt Stafford gets a Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. Write it down. Uh MVP. MVP Josh Allen. I'm gonna go Josh Allen. I think he does the rare MVP season while winning the Super Bowl. Uh I mean, I I think it's either him or Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is gonna have another phenomenal year. Possibly the the passing yardage and the passing touchdown record might go down this year just because of the 17th game. RIP to Peyton Manning's records. Andrew Uh, is so bad at fire rounds. uh, But I'm going to go Josh Allen. He's so bad bad at fire (laughs) rounds. Andrew, give me your quick answer. Well, this paragraph will explain why. Uh, Kyler Murray, I'm doubling down. Doubling down. This is more of I would I would have picked Josh Allen. I'm going to double down on Kyler Murray. I picked him last year. Maybe Kyler gets him one this year. DeAndre Hopkins, um, AJ Green, uh, Fitzgerald might just show back up later in the season. Who knows? Um, yeah, Kyler Murray, Defensive Player of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, DeForest Buckner, Defensive Rookie of the Year, 
fucking say it. <laughs> no way. Oh, I want to really bad. I can't believe you. I, I, I'm going to go. I'll go Patrick Sertan, but I want to go Quiddy Pay. I'm going Quiddy Pay for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, probably Aaron Donald. <laughs> if, I, if you had to guess. <laughs> um, Aaron Donald or not TJ Watt right now with the drama going on up there. I'll just say Aaron Donald. What? It's a safe pick. He's 150. Um, offensive Player of the Year, I'll go Matt Stafford. Oh, Okay. I, I like that. Rookie, uh, I'll go Patrick Mahomes. Rookie Trevor Lawrence, because why wouldn't he win? Rookie Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's okay. an easy one. Um, am I missing anything? Comeback player. Comeback player of the year, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Okay, there we go. See, told you we could fit that in real fast. And now, Andrew, I'm not in my rolling chair. I'm not, I can't get excited the same. I'm in a Colts lawn chair here. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for my favorite segment of the year, Bad Beats with Brandon. <laughs> Got to pull up my picks here. All right, I'm going to give you a quick few uh, over-unders on wins for teams this year. Uh, plus 110 for the Rams uh, over 10.5. Uh, Rams over 10.5, hammer that. That's an easy one. Colts over 9 at plus 100, hammer that. Uh, unless you're a real fan, you know you don't bet on the Colts. Um, Houston Texans, I'm hammering the under. Under 4 uh, wins. Lions under, oh, I have over, I'm sorry. This has to be a mess up. 4.5. I don't know about that. Let's switch that to un- under 4.5 plus 115. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars under 6.5 at minus 150. Uh, Saints over nine plus one hundred, hammer it, baby. Buffalo Bills over eleven at minus one thirty, love that. Chicago Bears under seven and a half minus one twenty five. Cleveland Browns over ten and a half uh, at minus one ten. That's even. That's even minus one ten minus one ten. So flip the coin. Um, Baltimore Ravens, I say under eleven uh, minus one twenty. And here, nope, not this one. Cardinals over eight and a half plus one hundred, easy money. Uh, Green Bay Packers, I cannot believe this. Over 10? The over-under is set at 10? Minus 165. Put all your savings into it. But bet responsibly. Uh, Over 10 wins. (laughs) Absolutely. And now let's go for my favorite. Andrew, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You can do a 16-game parlay. And we're hammering one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 380 over the Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo, I'm hitting one this year. Buffalo Bills are going to beat the Steelers minus 310. New York Jets plus 215 over the Carolina Panthers. San Francisco 49ers minus 365 over the Lions. Jacksonville minus 155 over Texas. Houston Texans. Uh, Indy over the Seahawks plus 125. Chargers. I Yeah, we forgot to talk about the line. Uh remember that next week chargers minus 115 over the washington football team see i told you i'd flip that one uh minnesota vikings uh over the Bengals minus 120 195 atlanta falcons over the eagles minus 165 dolphins plus 145 over the patriots hilarious line uh kansas city chiefs minus 305 against the browns uh green bay packers minus 210 against the saints broncos rams 
Ravens, minus 210, or minus 160, minus 410, minus 210. Altogether, Andrew, plus 379,516 for your $10 bet to win $37,961.64. If I just made you rich, you owe me 10%. Don't forget. <laughs> All right. Let's play it again. That's it. Uh, go follow us on our socials at the educated fan underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Facebook, just the educated fan. Uh, keep an eye out on our socials. I'm going to, we're going to post our announcements. Probably. Uh, we're going to make our announcements on uh, the show on Monday. Hopefully I got to try to create some fun stuff to, 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 to make it worthy of the announcement. Um, so keep an eye on, on the socials, keep an eye on, uh, the show and get ready for some big news. And Andrew, I'm excited. Are you ready? Lucas oil, bring it, bring the juice. Lucas oil is going to be going to be popping and I'm taking my mom to her first game on Sunday. So that's going to be exciting for her. She's going to get to see 63,000 fans loud and, and cheering on hopefully to a Colts W I'm excited. All right, Andrew, uh, till next time, you know how it goes. God bless football. God bless you. God bless you. God bless football. Go Colts. (laughs) Go Colts. I fucking love football and I love you guys.